Hi, I'm PCT Internet Editor Brad Harbison, and welcome to another PCT Podcast. With the change in the seasons, uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to take a look at a pest category that's top of mind for many pest management professionals throughout North America, and that is occasional invaders. My guest today is Nathan Hall, who is the Quality and Training Specialist for Will Kill Pest Control, a large regional pest control provider based in Wisconsin. Nathan, thanks for joining me. Hi. Nathan, to start with, I wanted to define occasional invaders. Uh, this category can mean different things to different PMPs and different companies and, and also in different parts of the country. Let's talk about Will Kill. How does Will Kill define occasional invader, and can you give us some examples? Sure. Uh, well, most of our occasional invaders are going to be uh, overwintering or hibernating insects that we deal with. So it's going to be things like Asian ladybugs, brown marmorated stink bugs, and box elder bugs or maple bugs. Uh, those are the most common things that we deal with as far as occasional invaders. Every once in a while, we also deal with things like crickets and earwigs, uh, ground beetles, and what we call night flyers, which are pretty much just moths and midges, things that fly around at night and come to lights, but they can be a real problem for some commercial uh, accounts because of their, you know, because of the large lights they have on the outside. So they kind of collect these things in. Sure. And, and what are some of those unusual or kind of off-the-beaten-path occasional invaders that Will Kill will encounter? Um, probably the most unusual one that we deal with uh, inside, especially residential homes, are going to be fall armyworms. Uh, these things actually get active in the winter sometimes. Uh, you get a nice sunny day, and they'll start crawling in from the cornfields that might be surrounding some of our rural homes. And... Uh, what will happen is they just they come out in mass and start marching toward and you know, the house happens to be in the way, and they march toward it, and all of a sudden we'll have a customer that finds a bunch of these caterpillars, and they're big, fat caterpillars, too, um, hanging out down in their basement. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty gross, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about identification. So when it comes to identifying occasional invaders, which ones can easily get confused, and what are some of those important identifying characteristics? Um, well, probably the most common one that we that we see um, for, and these, these are more of a uh, more more of a um, like, like a, a stored product pests. Um, things like sawtooth grain beetles and foreign grain beetles. They often get misidentified between the two of them, uh, and they have very different life cycles uh, and what, what they're infesting. If we, if we see the sawtooth grain beetles in a house, obviously we know that's going to be somewhere in probably some dry goods or some bird seed. It's a pantry pest. But if we're finding foreign grain beetles flying around or, or, or whatnot, uh, that, that means that there's some kind of a mold situation going on. And if we identify properly these, these two beetles, then we know where to look and what, what it is we want to focus on. Yeah. And most often here in Wisconsin, at least, when it comes to foreign grain beetles, we see those most often in new construction homes or buildings. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it happens because uh, the, the wall studs often aren't completely dry when they're put in. Huh. and they start to develop a little bit of mold, and the foreign green beetles start growing on them. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't, hadn't heard that before. Really cool. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Nathan, I want to talk about um, non-chemical approach to you know, controlling occasional invaders first. What are some of the important IPM practices that Willkill uses when it comes to preventing and eradicating uh, occasional invaders? Oh, sure. 
Um, my favorite tool right now is a good HEPA filtered vacuum cleaner. Uh, I can I can get just about anything taken care of with a vacuum cleaner. Uh, a lot of times people don't think of it when you know when they're thinking like, oh, okay, I've got a bunch of bugs somewhere in the house. The first thing that they that they go for is you know a can of spray. Well, it's it's better just to get rid of that population that's sitting there. If you can physically remove them, well, they're not a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best way to deal with uh, Asian ladybugs, best way to deal with box elder bugs, just suck them up. <laughs> um, Any, anything uh, else? Caulk is a good one. Sure. So caulk is a very good one for sealing up uh, gaps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one I often use, especially in the springtime, is I'll grab a rake, uh, go around the outside of a building, and rake away any excess mulch or buildup that's gotten around their foundation. And you know, keep that all clean around there, and that's gonna that's gonna keep a lot of bugs and even rodents from hanging around out there. Yeah, those are great uh, great reminders on uh, some of those great, uh, preventive practices, uh, Nathan. And then the other side of it, uh, what role do pesticides play when it comes to managing occasional invaders? Well, with occasional invaders, your best bet with a pesticide is going to be a good, long-lasting residual, and preferably one with a repellent property to it. So uh, a lot of times I like to pick a pyrethroid, um, usually making sure that I'm, you know, treating along the foundations, getting cracks and crevices underneath, uh, siding, uh, just to make sure that, you know, for those entry points, uh, getting into soffits, uh, crack and crevice underneath eaves, uh, um, trying to make sure that we get a good, good treatment around roof vents, gable vents, things like that. Um, those are probably the best as far as those overwintering insects go. Uh, for other ones, things that are crawling in, uh, things like millipedes and, and whatnot, I like to go with a granular product, something that's probably, yeah, something bait-like is a good idea to, to get out a little further away from the home. Uh, that way we get them before they get close. Um, and then once you're getting closer in, using some kind of pyrethroid-based uh, granular that can get down into the soil and into the mulch and take care of the stuff that's hanging around down there. Sure, sounds like sounds like a, a great strategy. Um, and then, you know, Nathan, can you give us an example of an account that had a, a challenging occasional invader problem and how you were a- ultimately able to achieve control? Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> this this one sticks out uh, a lot, actually. And I mentioned millipedes before. This was a millipede uh, situation. Um, a few years ago, we had a large um, migration of millipedes due, due to a huge, you know, huge population uh, pressure going on uh, in some of these rural areas. And I uh, had a house that was surrounded on three sides by woodland. And um, they had thousands and thousands and thousands of millipedes getting into their basement. So what I did in order to take care of this problem was... I treated with bait granule, and I put it in a band, uh, probably about maybe three or four foot wide band I spread on the perimeter of the lawn. So this was, this was going to be a landscape treatment that I did. And then I came in a little closer to the house about midway through the lawn and did another band, you know, with this bait granule, and then got a little, and then I got into the foundation of the house, and we treated with a band of uh, pyrethroid granular in the mulch and around the foundation. Then the last thing we did was treating about a two to three foot band up 
along the foundation and underneath that siding seal uh, with another pyrethroid spray just to, to, to get them, any, any of them that were coming in. And we were able to reduce that population before it even made it to the house, which is really nice. And that, that actually knocked them down. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot better than just treating the foundation itself. You know, where, where we have a whole bunch of these millipedes coming in and then dying in a large mass around that foundation, which also is pretty unsightly. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's almost like you, you'd set up a, an army with, with several different uh, divisions coming in to, 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 you know, kind of seal off the house. Pretty interesting approach. Exactly, exactly. We wanted to put up, we wanted to put up lines of defense, you know, before we ever, they ever made it to the castle. So. <laughs> Good deal. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, Nathan, uh, thanks again for, for joining us and uh, being a part of our podcast today. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, to our listeners, thank you for listening to our podcast today, and have a great day. Mm-hmm.